Hi, this is Christina, and I'm sitting in the Chelsea Physic Garden with my friend Sally Kirkman. Hello. Um, it's just coming up to 21st of May, when the month that belongs to Gemini, when the sun moves into Gemini, and that's why we're in the Chelsea Physic Garden, actually, because Gemini is a sign that is associated with cities and people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. communications mm-hmm. and so we're in this very special place which is a very it's a secret garden in the heart of london it's very beautiful it's really gorgeous isn't it? it's hot as well and so. it is quite hot it's sunny so we're going to get a bit of background noise which seems fine for talking about gemini lots going on um, and we had a bit of a gemini day so far <laughs> i we've sort yeah. of you know we've had a lot of trains and tubes and Chaos, a little bit chaos. We're having to change quite a lot. My train was delayed because there was um, uh, an issue at Clapham Junction, one of the biggest train stations um, around. And then I kept having to change platforms. They kept saying, no, try this train instead. So I would (laughs) run to platform two, then back to platform five, ended up on the original train an hour later than scheduled. So it was quite fun getting here, really. Yeah, and I had to switch trains too. But mine yes. was like a mini version of that. Yeah, like I still ended up on the same train I'd been on. But I think that's quite a Gemini thing, isn't it? Being able to switch. Yes. Being fast on your feet, being fleet of foot. So it's a sign ruled by Mercury, the messenger of the gods. Yeah, and it's making these snap decisions, isn't it? Yeah, which often turn out to be the right one. Yeah. Or the wrong one. <laughs> well, it's a choice, isn't it? You, you go with one of them. It's, it's the twins, yeah. isn't it? So the two faces of Gemini as well mm. is the dark face and the light face. Mm. We were just talking about how many rappers are yes. born with Gemini sons. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Tupac Shakur, the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> Who else can I remember? Kendrick, can you, can Kendrick you, Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West. There's loads of them, which makes sense because it's the sign of communication. And it's about words. This is a sign that is particularly gifted with words. And with it being quite pared down, I think, it's not a verbose sign necessarily, although Mm -hmm. Gemini's also like to chat. Yeah. But it's about choosing those right words. Yeah. Um, Also, I mean, speaking of the two faces of Gemini, I'm thinking of uh, Boy George and Prince. Mm -hmm. You know, these are Mm -hmm. people who like to dress up sometimes. And who are not afraid to walk that line between man, woman, what is that, you know? Um, or who enjoy it, mm. actually, who sparkle there. Yeah. And sparkle is another Gemini yeah. word, I think. They're very youthful, very youthful, aren't they? I mean, Kylie is, a, I mean, for me, one of the typical Gemini, yeah. Kylie Minogue. I mean, petite, and I think she's in her 50s now, but she still looks really. She looks great. Like, she's, she could get away with 20s. Do you know one quote of Kylie's that I remember? Somebody, some reporter said to her, you know, Kylie, you know, how did you avoid doing drugs and stuff in your 20s because you were a child star pretty mm-hmm. much? And she said, I wasn't interested because I wanted to keep my wits about me. Mm. Having your wits about mm. you is a Gemini mm. desire, isn't mm. it? Very much so. And indeed, wittiness is Gemini. Wittiness, yeah. And that lovely curiosity and zest for life. Mm. You were saying that you went to see Russell Brand. I did, who's also a Gemini, and I just could listen to him for hours and hours and hours. He can just talk. 
He doesn't need any prompts. He can just stand in front of an audience and talk. He's funny. He's controversial. He's clever. He's topical. I mean, he's just a brilliant raconteur. And he has that... Well, does he still have that channel, The Trues, on YouTube? I don't know, but it sounds... He's interested in the news anyway, yeah. isn't yeah, he? Yeah. And I think that's a very Gemini thing. You walk into a newspaper office, I bet you will find more Geminis than any other sign, or mm. at least people with Gemini rising, mm. or, you know, whatever. There's a Gemini feel to yeah. a newspaper office or a magazine office. The media, in yeah. general, is gem- Gemini. It's where you find lots of Geminis that really suits them it just yeah. suits their their observational skills um you know being able to use words in that way mm. being social and mm. variety yeah Keep, and being curi- and curiosity yeah what's the motivator of any gemini curiosity what's going to happen tomorrow you know i may be feeling terrible at the moment but tomorrow things mm. could be different mm. or i might have an interesting conversation yeah um i might one of my daughters is a gemini born on the same day as President Kennedy, and one of the things that was really noticeable about her as a child is that she loved to invent games, mm-hmm. and she loves that back and forth of conversation, you mm. know, so she, she likes to make puns and things like that, as mm. playing with words, mm. and that um, to and fro, I think, yeah. is a Gemini thing. You were mentioning that there are a lot of tennis pros with uh, Gemini sons. Oh, massive, massive. In fact, all the best tennis players have Gemini somewhere strongly placed in their chart if they're not Gemini. I mean, Andre Agassi, Steffi Graf, both Gemini. Um, the current favourites, Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, Gemini. And even Federer and Andy Murray have Gemini mid-heavens. Yeah. So, you know, Gemini rules the hands and mm-hmm. it's this ability for hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. They can think and move incredibly quickly, which is one of the, the skills you really need in, in sport. Mm-hmm. And it's different from, you know, footballers, although it doesn't join the best, best effect, Gemini. And Eric Cantona. So, yeah. yeah, there's something, you know, again, you're running around quickly, aren't you? Yeah, but you're not using hands. Unless, True. of course, you're, what's his name, that Argentinian man. Oh, yeah. Hand of God. Hand of God. Maradona. I wonder if he's Gemini. I don't know. I, I don't think he, he is, actually. Like no, it, I don't he? think he no. is. Anyway. Okay. But let's talk about this month. Okay. We never talked about retrodiction, oh. though, did we? Okay, let's retro. Let's Should retro we just do that? It's a gem. It's the Gemini podcast, so we can nip about and do different things. Because I did just want to say that you know Mars has been in Gemini for some time oh, now. God, yes. Um, you know, I think from almost most of the last month, maybe it must be, must have been in Gemini, mm. and I'm already feeling it mm. because my Scorpio Aries ascendant, I'm Mars ruled, so I've got my planet in Gemini, and I'm just like a bit of a whirling dervish at the moment. Mm. I'm in my community. I'm just looking into everything. I'm checking out swimming lessons, salsa dancing. I'm going mm. to the jazz, signing up to this, that, looking into networking, making new friends. It's already kind of, for me, beginning. It's just kind of you, you're buzzy and mm. you're kind of in life and, you, you know, and you want to do things. Yeah, and talk to people, meet new people. Mm. Um have interesting conversations or even boring conversations, but at least have entertaining conversations. And entertainment yes. is a Gemini thing. Yes, it is. Wanting to be entertained. Mm. Um, but speaking of retrodiction, what about that baby? Oh. Archie Harrison, Mountbatten, Windsor, you mean that baby? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Although, uh, May 6th is my daughter's birthday. Hooray! So I don't care if he was born on that day. 
Yeah. It's her birthday. He turned out to be a new moon baby in the end, because yeah. I was asked at the end of last year to predict when he might be born or when it might be born. And I did plump for the full moon two months, two weeks before, uh, which would have been the sun in Aries, um, moon Libra. Megan's got her moon Libra. But actually, he was a new moon baby and turned out to be kind of quite traditional, didn't he? Mm. And, you know, to form of the royal family. Yeah, the royal family, Taurus is a big sign for the royals, isn't it? That very steady, earthy. Isn't the Queen herself as a Taurian? She is. She is. And now she's got quite a few Taurus great-grandchildren because um, two of William and Kate's are Charlotte and Louis are both Taurus. So we have another Taurus in Archie Harrison, a son in Taurus on a Taurus ascendant. So likely to be very beautiful, I would have thought. Venus ruled. I think he'll be gorgeous. Mm, I do. I have to say, I thought Archie, I realise now that he's named after someone that uh, Harry worked with in the army. Okay. But I thought, oh, Archie, is he going to be a redhead? Because for Americans, the most famous redheads are Archie from the Archie comics and Lucille Ball. So they couldn't call him Lucille, obviously. They called mm. him Archie instead. Mm. I'm hoping he might be a redhead, but we haven't seen his hair, hair yet, have we? No, we've just seen a little white hat. So. Cute. Mm. Congratulations, anyway. Congratulations. If you're listening, guys, congratulations, well done. I'm sure they are. So... Also, what else did we want to say about that? Because this is the theme of a reportage. And we were talking a bit, we've been talking a bit about Twitter, haven't we? And we wanted to say how mean people are being. Yes. I just, I want to just mention that because I've just had a little Twitter myself, Mm. which just so shocked me Mm. that my, you know, my hair stood on end, really. And it's that Mars in Gemini is also Mm. kind of nasty words that are used to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Words like bullets. Words like arrows, you know, you need to be careful of what you're saying. Happily, Mars is, you know, moving on from Gemini. Mm. But I do think also it's a bit of a Gemini trait. I mean, yes. I, you know, I know the sweetest, nicest Gemini people, and sometimes they say things and you think, oof, that was a bit to the point, or, you know, a bit close to heart. Um, there's a, you've got to be really careful how you use words, haven't you, with um you know, when you have when Gemini. When is Mars moving on? Mars is moving on very soon. It moves into, well, it's in Cancer. It's in Cancer now. Yeah. Pretty much at the beginning of this pod, when, when we're talking about When the about, podcast yeah. is taking place, and yeah. it is in Cancer. Um, but the really key thing, isn't it, that this month, that we start with the sun's move into Gemini on the same day, Mercury, mm-hmm. Gemini's planet, also moves into Gemini. So there's a Sun-Mercury conjunction. conjunction in Gemini on May the 21st. So we're starting this month with a real whoosh of Gemini energy. Busy for Gemini energy, and the Mars isn't there so much anymore. Did we say we're recording outside? <laughs> That's the helicopter coming to get us. Speaking of Gemini, which also rules flight. Yes, it rules all forms of transport. So we have welcoming... The months of Gemini, we have a noisy helicopter. Yeah. Excellent. Um, but the Mars has moved on, so it's going to be less uh, vicious. And I, that was the, my retrodiction point, is the is this nastiness on Twitter. And hopefully it'll be uh, less so. Yeah. So what about this Sun-Mercury conjunction? How to use this to the utmost? Uh, yeah, you could start something. You could start it's, something. It's zero degrees Gemini, you know, so you could start a communications mm. activity, especially if you're a Gemini. Gemini and Aries as well, actually, because yep. it's in Aries communication sector. 
So those two signs in particular? Uh, Pisces, probably, you know, because it's going to be, where's it going to be? It's going to be at the top, isn't it? Fourth house. Fourth house, so at the bottom. Yeah, Um, home and family. So you started... I was about to say started domestic. That sounds <laughs> wrong. Conversation. <laughs> yeah, have a conversation with home and you know home and family. Put the house on the market. Look oh into God. that, or you know, organize a family get together. And I think Sagittarians too. Sagittarians. Yeah, you know, it's about going to be about relationships. Start a new relationship or start a conversation. Yeah, uh, it's about getting out and about with your friends. Really, the whole month is for Sagittarians, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, making connections, making connections, having chats, starting fresh, starting afresh, mm. especially what well, you've got two chances with that. You've got that the very first, you know, beginning when the sun and Mercury make the conjunction go into Gemini hand in hand. And then there's a new moon in Gemini coming up as well. That's on June the 3rd. Yeah. yeah. So these two really strong kind of whoosh is not the best word I can think of yeah. of Gemini fast-paced energy starting something new Virgo career yeah you know launch a project think about your vocation get things moving mm. I mean it's that for me it's that both the Mercury Sun conjunction and the new moon you know it's about starting something that you don't know where it's going to take yeah. you and also there may be a sense of haste anyway mm-hmm. because we're diving into that uh, Mercury retrograde in July, mm. so things really slow down at the end of June anyway. Mm. So now's the time. Yeah, if you want to get some mm. communications thing done. Do it now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what next? So this the beginning of this period from the twenty first of uh, May up until the beginning of June is we're talking a lot about this energy at Gemini energy which is actually very positive. It's a positive and extrovert um, sign. It's also, so this positive energy is good for Libra, good for Aquarius as well. Mm-hmm. All the air signs, actually, isn't it? Um, and it's fun, actually, for them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really kind of fun. It's about creative projects. It's about travel, study, learning. All the mm-hmm. air signs love to learn. Mm-hmm. And then things switch a bit right after the new moon, don't they, when Mercury goes into Cancer. Uh, yes, Mercury goes into Cancer on June the 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really important then, and probably, you know, for that next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really starting to be a bit of a different feel, a different vibe, because, of course, it joins Mars in Cancer. And what does that do? Ah, it makes an opposition to the Saturn-Pluto. Yeah, so, I mean, this all kind of peaks, really... This this whole Cancer Capricorn combination is from the 14th to the 20th, mm. but it peaks on the 18th and 19th when there's a Mercury Mars conjunction in Cancer, and they're getting closer and closer and closer. You know, so it's like Mercury is running towards Mars. Yeah, and if you think of Mercury, can be like the spark that set things on fire. You know, mm. and Mars is the fire. So I think it's quite a dangerous combination of mm. of stuff. And speaking of, you know, flight, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be traveling around in that week, mm. around the 18th. You know, I wouldn't normally say that, but it's just it's just obvious mm. that it's not great for traveling. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to go by rocket and you want to get there very, very, very fast. <laughs> um, mm. uh, but the, so the opposition, what do you think of that opposition between Saturn-Pluto in Capricorn? 
and Mercury, Mars, Mars and Cancer. Well, I think this is just, you know, who are you up against? I mean, that's that's who are you taking on? It's that kind of feel about it. And, you know, Saturn and Pluto traditionally are authority figures. So there's a generation gap, isn't there? There's a real generation gap, yeah. It may well be the older generation, younger generation against one another, which already we're kind of seeing we're seeing many divides yeah. in the world, but this is this is one of them. Different ways of, you know, going about things, different ways of, you know, wanting to look after the, the world as well. And I suppose cancer it's a family sign, but it's mm. also the clan, it's also your country, and in, in a way it's also what belongs to you, what you want to nurture what you want to protect, what and you want to hold. trying to take it away from you? Yeah, yeah. That's the Saturn Plutos. Who's trying to take what you've got? Yeah. Um, and you're, you're going to be made more aware of that, I think. Yeah. There is a positive side to this, though. Yeah, go on. She said, desperately seeking the positive side. Well, I like the um, how the uh, this interacts with Neptune. Okay. Um, so Neptune in Pisces will be making... It will be sextiling Saturn-Pluto. You know, it is already. Right. Um, and it will be making a trine to that Mars-Mercury and, and Cancer. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is the, this shows us one of the ways to get these two warring sides uh, to work things out. Mm. I mean, it may be in the Pisces in your life who is actually literally doing that. Yeah. But Neptune in Pisces is about compassion. Mm. It's about being kind it's about forgiveness Mm. it's about spirituality it's about art Mm. it's about music Mm. you know and it's about going beyond the personal actually isn't it it's about finding a way not to make this so personal yeah and so take a step back take the universal view and the difficulty with mars mercury and cancer is that that is just the opposite it's very personal Mm. so when you have mars mercury and cancer versus capricorn those Capricorn planets, it's also the personal versus the political. Yeah. Um, I think that for, I think for Capricorns, this is, you know, could be quite an interesting month. Um, and, you know, Capricorns, you're looking, and actually, weirdly, for both Cap, um, Cancer and Capricorn, you know, you look for your allies towards that Piscean Yeah, side. look who's on your side. I also think, you know, for Capricorns, and, and this has been a theme of recent months as well. I mean, it's. I think for Capricorn, sometimes you may have to stand your ground. You may have to put boundaries in place. And I'm thinking particularly around family, actually, mm-hmm. um, particularly around loved ones. I mean, I know quite a few Capricorns who can get very pulled into sort of family dynamics and end up taking on a, too much responsibility. So, I mean, there may be something that shows for Capricorn around that. Um Whereas the opposite for me, cancer, I mean, just protect yourself, I think. Yeah. Cancer is the best advice. Don't get too defensive, though. Cancerians can get very kind of crabby and defensive. Mm. Um, but do protect yourself. Look after yourself. Nurture yourself and your family. It may be that you're, you know, you're up against tough individuals, whether it's, you know, the, I don't know, bureaucracy, authorities, um Someone else who's just not a good influence, not a strong influence. Um, meanwhile, there's Venus, of course. Lovely Venus. <laughs> she's in Taurus, isn't she, for most of the time? Is well, that she's in Taurus until June the 9th. She's yeah. actually, she's, and then she moves into Gemini on June the 9th. But she is in Taurus she's in her in Taurus sign for, of rulership. For those first, well, it's almost, well, it's two weeks of this, you know, that we're covering. So from the 21st of May to June the 9th. 
And for um, Taurians, of course, this is great. It means that in a way your birthday month continues for an extra couple of weeks. Mm. You know, you have that benison of Venus, that luck, that beauty. You know, you're still looking great. Mm. Um, you're really attractive. And for Scorpios, of course, it's also really good. Mm. It's great for your love life. Mm. And Neptune in Pisces, and, romance. Yeah, so that combination. And mm. in fact, there's a day, isn't there, when Venus and Neptune are actually are sextile. It's the end of May. Yeah, it's the end May. of May. That's right. Um, which is fantastic for mm. a, a lot of signs. I mm. mean, I think it's a, one of the most beautiful combinations of, uh, of the year, in fact, in mm. terms of art and... Um, sensuality, mm -hmm. you know. Scorpios, of course, benefit from that most because of the placements, mm. I think. Yeah. Um, but that's because Venus is in her own sign, Neptune is in his own sign, and they're making a beautiful aspect to mm. each other. Feels very abundant, too, yeah. for me, then. Feels lush. Mm. Lush, abundant, sensual. Mm. So I would say, put, put you know, around those days, put time aside for doing something lush, mm. whatever that means to you. Mm. Um, and also, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the Uranus energy, which is at the start of the fixed, it's influencing yeah. the start of all the fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, it's kind of waned by then. So also you may need, you know, you may need to find more calm, more gentleness, more steadiness. And the, the Venus in Taurus is really allowing that. That's good for a spa day, right? It's great for a spa day. Um, if you're, you know, Virgo in particular, so Virgo also benefits from that um, sextile, doesn't it? Because for Virgo, Virgoans have the Neptune in their opposite sign mm -hmm. um, the whole time at the moment. But, you know, so something about your partnerships mm -hmm. is blessed on that mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, very lovely. So I just wanted to put that in cause we're, because some of the stuff at the end of this period is quite heavy, that Saturn-Pluto stuff. Mm -hmm. And also around the Saturn-Pluto uh, time, we also have, there's another kind of strong planetary energy, which is triggering again the Jupiter-Neptune, Saturn-Neptune, mm -hmm. which are these big themes mm. of the year, which began in January, Jupiter in Sagittarius, square Neptune in Pisces, mm. and Saturn in Capricorn, sextile Neptune in Pisces. So they're exact on June the 16th and 18th, very mm. close together. So at the same time as this kind of um, more confrontative yeah. uh, planetary energy is going on. Um, and this, to me, taps into, I mean, it's Neptune that's strong again, isn't mm. it? So all that you were talking about mm. with Neptune feels very important. Yeah, and Jupiter is strong. You know, Jupiter is retrograde, okay, so thank goodness. But Jupiter is in his own sign. Yes. Saturn is in its own sign. Yes. Neptune is in, in its own, own sign. sign. So there's like this swirl of very powerful energies. Mm. So Jupiter and Neptune, Jupiter and Sagittarius, the sign of, you know, expansion and big ideas and actually can be quite a violent sign sometimes, I think. Um, and, uh, religion, uh, is, makes a very quite a harsh aspect to Neptune and Pisces, mm. and that's you know that can be you know in the wider world sort of religious confrontation. I think yeah, you know two sides, I, two ideologies that just have to find a way forward. And where does that come from? Actually, the Saturn Pluto is quite useful there mm -hmm. because that's about finding practical so solutions to these ideological conflicts. Yeah. 
So you're never going to find an ideological solution, but you might end up with a practical one. Yeah. Yeah, and the Saturn, this is where the Saturn can really mm. play a strong role, mm. actually, in all of this. And also, I think, you know, for that other side of the Jupiter-Neptune, it's about big dreams. It's about taking a mm. leap of faith. And Saturn is to turn those ideas, those big dreams, into reality. Mm. They're no mm. good just being out there in the ether, whooshing around. They need, to, you know, you need to find ways to to create them, to manifest them, to make them real. And which actually, Saturn to be do. very kind of Capricornian about it to fund them yeah you know that's what Pluto and Capricorn is talking about talking about how you know where's the money going to come from to Mm. do this stuff Mm. you Mm. can talk as much as you like yeah but show me the money Saturn's going to help do that yeah and this is this is a point when you can get the right people on your side isn't it play big you know get some powerful people behind what you want to do behind your dreams Mm. behind your dreams and vision um, mm. And who do we like this for in particular, all of this? I mean, Sagittarius and Pisces, for me, are two that need Absolutely. to be tapping into this. Key. And actually, I think Capricorn as well. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, you know, and I, it's interesting because Virgo comes into this as well mm-hmm. as another mutable sign. You know, Virgo, you, can maybe able to, you may be able to find some fantastic partners, mm. you know. Um, and... Uh, Actually, for Virgo, it's going to be maybe about housing. Isn't that interesting? And for Gemini also, this is about finding fantastic partners Mm -hmm. for your career, you know, especially if you have very big dreams, you know, you want to make a movie or something. Mm. You may be able to find the funding. Mm. You may be able to find those big cheeses. Mm -hmm. Um, But for everybody, it's about thinking really, really big. Mm. Mm. Um, Another point to make, actually, we've left out the Aquarian somewhat. Um, this month but Aquarius you know it's you've got Sun and Gemini for most of the time yeah so you have a lot of support um, and that's but again when the Sun's in Gemini and this is true in general for Aquarians at this time of year um, but it's a good time for you to be thinking big thinking about traveling hmm. thinking you know looking up over the parapet after um, the end you know the end of winter and all that um, and looking into the future. And, mm. and because you're one of your ruling planets, which is Uranus, is in Taurus, this fits in with this idea of practical dreaming. Mm. Yeah, of finding some practical way of expressing your biggest dreams. Mm. You know, put the wind, you know, the, like, the, whatever, the solar panels on your roof, you know? Okay. Also, I th- you know, Aquarius, with that, all that Gemini energy. It's about lovers and kids as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They may be your big dream right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe channeling into that in some way. Mm-hmm. Also, what we haven't mentioned, Christine, is the full moon. The full moon. Which comes at, again at this period in June when there's such a lot of planetary activity going on. It takes place on the 17th of June. So it actually falls between the Jupiter-Neptune, Saturn-Neptune, cutting across the Gemini-Sagittarius axis. So this too feels like, um, you know, going off on, I don't know, going off on a sabbatical and a, or a pilgrimage mm. or signing up for a course you've always wanted to do, fulfilling some dream. It's mm. about learning and knowledge. It's the axis of, of wisdom and education, I always think, Sagittarius-Gemini. Yeah, I want to mention also Leo's. I know I bring this up for Leo's a lot. But, mm-hmm. You know, there's no doubt that having Jupiter... Uh, in Sagittarius, for Leo is lucky. 
Very. Yeah, it's lucky. You're lucky this year. It's yeah. about taking a gamble. It's about taking a risk. When you get that square between Jupiter and Neptune, you may flounder somewhat mm -hmm. with whatever you're trying to manifest mm. or whatever your ideas are. Mm. And how do you get around that? You get around it by doing the work. Mm. That's Saturn and Pluto for Leo. Yeah, yeah. Do the work. Do the yeah. work every single day. Yeah. Keep on going. Keep on grinding on. You've got the power behind you now. Mm. And your power is in graft. Yeah. And I think it's also, you know, this this whole combination then, that's that's kind of a really good advice for everybody. I mean, how how do you kind of, I don't want to say rein things in, but keep things steady yeah. so you don't lose this potential. It's mm -hmm. very easy to get carried away, overwhelmed, overly emotional um, during this period. Mm -hmm. But there's also so much possibility in what's going on. It's how do you harness it? I think that's the not rein it in, harness it to actually make it work, to make mm -hmm. something of it. And really that, again, is through... You know, the, the Saturn, Pluto, and Capricorn is about you climb the mountain by putting one step in front of the other and continually doing it day after day. It's that kind of feel. And the other thing about that, I think, because of the presence of the South Node with those guys, is you also put down the stuff that's too heavy and you yeah. leave it behind. Yeah. You know, you, you streamline what you're doing. Yeah. And you leave the stuff, or frankly, the people who are no longer... You know, I want to say that's cruel to say no longer necessary, but that you can't carry anymore. Mm. You know? Mm. Um, it's about limitation somehow yeah. as well, isn't it? It's about, you know, coming to the end of the line, where are you at dead end? You know, where mm. have you not got any more energy? What needs mm. to be paired back? Yeah. Leo's another thing that's possible, um, is and Capricorns as well, is losing a bit of weight, I think. It's okay. actually getting losing that extra load that you're carrying oh, gaining some muscle gaining some muscle going exactly. down the gym yeah <laughs> get down <laughs> the lifting gym. those weights yeah yeah so that's where we are that's it that's this month it's kind of an exciting month and i feel like i've been talking quite quickly which i, I think is the gemini i was thinking the same thing i was thinking we are going through this we're rattling through fast. it at top speed but this is what happens we've had such a gemini kind of day even the toilets in the <laughs> pub that was called Surprise yeah. turned out to be incredibly Gemini. There was Marilyn Monroe, there were newspaper cuttings of the Kennedy assassination. He was Gemini. She was Gemini. Uh, yes, blooming Gemini vortex it's yeah, been. It's so. Gemini vortex. And also, I just want to say, we were in a, this pub was called The Surprise and Sally has got Uranus opposite to her son today. So that seemed very appropriate. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> See you next month. See you. Bye. Bye.